everybody. Welcome back. It's the Rasball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Bidon, joined by the Fantasy Master Lothario, the just gorgeous gentleman across from me <laughs> on the YouTube channel, Gray Albright. How you doing over there, Gray? Hey, B-Don. What's going on, man? Um, pretty good. Just uh, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Chilling. Chilling like Gilligan out on an island, fishing with my string of bamboo, caught something tasty. Hey, little white girl and a see-through nighty. No one to see this. I dropped my fluid like a chemist. What? I'm contained and she's a lame brain. Larger than Jim Packus, it's the cactus. Do, 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 do. That's, uh, that's third base. I, uh, I talked to uh, MC Search at one point over uh, DM, and I, MC Search uh, is a uh, rapper in third base. Well, was. <laughs> was in third base. It, it's a group that dissolved it about 35 years anymore. ago. Yeah, yeah it, dissolved, it dissolved like 1993. Uh, but uh, I talked to him over DM, and I was like, you want to come on? Uh, you want to come on the Razzball podcast? And, you know, because, you know, in the past I had on uh, Cypress Hills Be Real. Uh, we had on <laughs> a, uh, you know, we we had, oh, my God, the worst uh, I'm going down a, a sidetrack. Yeah, anyway, this is going to be 15 any, minutes, anyway, everybody. Just anyway, skip ahead any, if you don't want to hear anyway, it. Anyway, I was about I was about to go down the uh, a, a long sidetrack. Um, anyway, <laughs> MC Search said, uh, "Nah." <laughs> he said, "Nah." We were about to hear every guest that Gray has ever asked to come on the Rasball podcast. Everybody, that's what the bat was about to happen. He was about to list every celebrity he's ever asked. To be on the podcast. Honestly, the the (laughs) saddest thing ever, this is real fast, the saddest thing ever was I was talking to Fife from Tribe Call Quest, and he was going to come on, and then he died like a week later. (laughs) I swear to God. That's that's not a a lie. I know. Like, imagine, like, one of your last correspondents in your email is, like, you're going to be on the Rasball podcast. (laughs) What if he was on the show, like, right before, what was the last thing he did? What if that was the last thing he recorded, oh, Gray? probably better. You're right. You're, you know, you make up a good point. It's probably better he wasn't on. Although, <laughs> although, if it was the last thing he recorded, do you know how many views you would have? Oh, do you know how many views yeah. that would have equaled? You'd be getting residual still, Gray. I know. He was coaching, uh, he was coaching, I think it was college ball. He was, he was coaching basketball. And I was like, we can talk about basketball. And he was like, no, we can talk about baseball. I don't care. I'm I'm a baseball fan. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, man. Like, I love Trap Call Quest. And then I saw on the news he passed away. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Rasmal Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did never, you ever ask anybody never, from – That wasn't – oh, I guess I should point out, uh, none of the uh, – all the past hosts are still alive. So don't worry about it, Pete Don. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's hard to tell if we're like hosts or just like long-term guest spots. <laughs> It's about three years, so we'll see how this how this one goes. Did you ever ask anybody from the the Brian Wu Tang Clan to come on? Greg? Uh, uh, Brian Wu Tang Clan, look at beat on. <laughs> look at that segue. Look at that professional nice. segue. Nice. <laughs> My man is a professional segwayer. So professional, we had to call it out for about thirty seconds here. Uh, <laughs> In Double A this year, he had a 205 ERA, hit a 0.89 WHIP across 44 innings. He had 59 Ks in those 49, 44 innings. That's a 34% K rate. He had a 7% walk rate. 
the first start for him did not go did not go as planned though. He gave, went two innings. He had six earned runs, one walk. However, he did strike out four of the six people he retired. So that's that's something in the right direction, at least, Gray. Uh, it's not it's not clear whether the Mariners are going to give him another chance. It, it kind of depends on what the availability is for some people. Where are you at on Brian Wu? Is is he somebody that you're you're kind of keeping on the radar? Or is this just a you know they need a spot start? He was in the right position because he really had been kind of just killing it at Double A. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, this week is a short week for the Mariners. I believe it's a, a five-game week. And then next week, it's the uh, Mariners-Marlins uh, uh, matchup. Um, confusing on the tongue. <laughs> uh, it's a, so I, I think Wu is going to go next week uh, for a Marlins start, I believe. I don't know. I don't know 100%. Obviously... That's still contingent on, you know, like you said, it depends on whether or not, you know, someone else gets healthy or maybe someone else or maybe some, you know, Wu gets sent down. I don't know. As of the recording right now, though, I believe Wu is set up to face the Marlins, which is I'm kind of interested. I mean, he didn't look good. Let's, you know, I mean, (laughs) stating the obvious, like he has a, a great fastball. Uh, but nothing else really was working or technically has been working. I mean, he's got a, he's got a solid slider. It generated some ground balls. Um, he only threw one changeup, so it wasn't, you know, it, it's like such a small sample size. Uh, it's hard to really put too much on that. But, yeah, I mean, the fastball looked good. If he gets the Marlins, I'm kind of interested. I mean, you know, it's like there's worse matchups. And – he looked great in the minors, as you said. So, yeah, I'd like to see him one more time. Since he's up, maybe we get to see him. Uh, maybe, maybe we get to see him in that uh, Marlins start. You know, the the Rangers, uh, speaking of good fastballs and not much else, Bryce Miller is another guy uh, for the Mariners. In the, and they, got, they both got roughed up by the Rangers. And, you know, the Rangers have been really good this year. They look great. Even when Corey Seager was out, they look great. And then Corey Seager's now, he was the uh, the AL player of the week last week. So obviously he's doing really well. So yeah, I mean, I'm not totally encouraged obviously by, you know, him getting roughed up in that debut start, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him one more time. I'm interested against the Marlins. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe not start him in shallower mixed leagues, but I could see potentially like in a 15 team mixed league, if he gets a Marlin start, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Kind of in a deep league situation where, you know, you have to throw somebody out and it's like, well, I could start Lance Lynn again and let him just kick me in the nuts. Or I can start Brian Wu against, you know, the fifth lowest scoring in the league Marlins. Uh, So that, that's maybe a situation where you go with Marlins. And I mean, the Rangers are leading the league, in runs by 21 runs right, right now. So, or, so it's a tough offense right now, the Rangers. Like, that's not a an ideal start to have your for, first one of your career. Uh, Johnny DeLuca's coming up as well. Uh, 292, 378, 574. He has 14 home runs, 12 stolen bases on the season. Where are you at on the uh, the Dodgers outfielder here? 
Johnny DeLuca, who is in, uh, he was in charge of uh, keeping uh, Lana Turner's name out of the trades. <laughs> Johnny DeLuca is like, he's like straight out of LA Confidential. Hey, Johnny DeLuca's here from uh, Look Magazine. Um, anyway, I was surprised at how flat the bidding was for DeLuca in my leagues, at least in my NL only league. Like, I got him pretty. Uh, easily, I, I I could have bid less. Like I bid out of a thousand dollars, I bid like seventy bucks. Uh, so it's like you know, like roughly seven dollars out of a hundred. Um, there was I don't think anyone bid over thirty. So and that's uh, that's a decent a, a decent spread between thirty and seventy. So I was kind of surprised by that. I figured in an NL only this it's an NL only uh, twelve team mixed league. I mean, excuse me, twelve team NL only. So, you know, that's a deep league. No one's really on waivers. Like, you know, it's a matter of, like, DeLuca or some backup catchers, you know. So it's, you know, there's not there's nothing really available. So I was surprised, you know, for what it's worth, anyway. That was just one NL only league. Um, I don't know. I mean, if DeLuca is just a lefty-only guy, uh, a, a guy who only faces lefties, then... Yeah, I mean, it's not great. Obviously, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of interested to see how they use him. But if it is like he's replacing Trace Thompson, and if he is, and Trace Thompson was a lefty only guy. Yeah. So if Deluca is also only facing lefties, then yeah, I mean, I guess I was probably I'd probably bid a little too much in even in the NL only. He's you know he's fine for a very deep league. He does have power and speed. If he grows into a larger role with the Dodgers, then I'm interested. But for right now, it's kind of like wait and see. Yeah, just kind of somebody to put on your radar and just if he falls into more playing time, then he becomes interesting because you mentioned there's the power-speed combo. He's always had good plate discipline coming up to the minors. He's never had a K rate over 20%. The walk rate has always kind of hovered around 8 to 10%. So... Like he's he's a solid player here, and you know if you get an opportunity with the Dodgers, they they just kind of sprinkle magic dust on you, and everything seems to work out in your favor. So just a, a name to monitor, and, and like I said, in deep leagues you can, you can look at them, in daily leagues maybe where you know you can play the the lefty righty game if you're if you're willing to put in that level of of changing out players, but that's kind of the level we're looking at right now. Uh, Luke and Baker was called up the first base slash DH for the Cardinals. 54 games in AAA this year. He's hitting 313, 434, 641. He has 18 home runs, 45 uh, runs, 53 RBIs. Luke and Baker, I mean, does it seem like there's an opportunity for him to play every day? This Or is this another kind of here and there type, type of bat, Greg? Yeah, I mean, he was another guy who he actually went more uh, for more than DeLuca, um, which, you know, I mean, there's a case to be made, I guess. Uh, I was I was thinking he should go for more than DeLuca for what it's worth, but he went for more than I even was uh, willing to bid. I think he went for like this is NL only again. And in NL only, I think he went for like 130, I want to say. Um, I probably I bid. I bid basically the same as I bid for DeLuca, like around 70. Um, anyway, he looks just like Adam Dunn, which is, you know, kind of funny in a <laughs> in a resemblance type way. I mean, he really looks like him, at least at, at bat. Uh, he's a he's a big donkey. 
Big Donkey <laughs> Baker. He is he's a big guy, man. Uh, he looks like because of his age. I mean, I don't want to put the quad A tag on him, but I mean, I, I could see that being an issue. That like, I mean, there's a reason why he was in the minors until he was 26 years old. I mean, he's hit everywhere. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something to the fact that, like, you know, the Cardinals have had someone in front of him and haven't needed him, so he hasn't really gotten the opportunity. But, I mean, he looks like he has great power. He just is, like, I think he's buried right now. Like, he can't play anywhere but first base. They obviously have Goldschmidt. So he's going to then he's going to DH but you have the situation where like everyone can kind of DH on the Cardinals like if they want to get Edmund arrest out of center if if Tyler O'Neill comes back at some point I don't even know what happened to Tyler O'Neill <laughs> to be honest <laughs> I, I'm not sure if Tyler O'Neill still exists but uh Newt Bar will eventually come back um you know they have Juan Yepes they have uh Mercado, they they have a bunch of guys. So yeah, I like Baker, but you know, similar situation to DeLuca where I don't know what the at bats are gonna be like. It, it's worth like watching to see if he gets at bats, he could hit for some power, but right now I think it's just an NL only play. Yeah, and Tyler O'Neill is out for at least another week as he had a setback as he's come back from the lower back issues he was having. So that's that's part of the opening there. And, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, they had Juan Yepes, who hit just fine last year, that got stuck in the minors at the beginning of the season. We, we know our, our boy Jordan Walker got buried in the minors for, for hitting bad for a week and just getting sent down. Uh, so, I mean, they had people in front of them. Goldschmidt's been there. They signed Arenado. And then the DH just started last year. So there really hasn't been a spot for them. I, I think it, 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 there is a little bit more value here just because it seems like if he's in the lineup, he could be hitting, I don't know, in, in a better spot potentially, but they could both be, be- buried at the, at the bottom here. Um, <laughs> I, I think Baker has a better chance of staying for a little bit longer just with some of the injuries they're dealing with. But with first base DH, the, the availability for him to play, is, it might just it might just not work out. Yeah, no, definitely. If I, I could play devil's advocate for DeLuca, I mean, this is this is a long shot, what I'm about to say. <laughs> so so take it with a grain of salt. But Almonds looked terrible. Trace Thompson went like 0 for 40 <laughs> before he got injured. Like if DeLuca hits, there's room there. Maybe not necessarily every day, but there's there's room if DeLuca were to hit. Uh you know, some things have to go right for DeLuca to stay up and to hit. So, you know, it's it's not a clear path for playing time, but it's there. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a possibility the Dodgers outfield, other than Mookie Betts, is not really set in stone. There's not anybody that has to play. So, I mean, if they have to sit down... Jason Hayward forbid they have to sit him down or James Outman <laughs> in his uh what 230 average like I I think they'll be okay if the if if he comes up and hits so yeah yeah I, I do think there's just visually there's a little bit more room for DeLuca even though Baker might be you know if he gets playing time might be a little bit more helpful on the power RBI side Visually, um, visually, it's harder to miss uh, Baker because <laughs> he's like four hundred pounds. 
Uh, Cincinnati called up uh, pitcher Andrew Abbott in 38 innings this year. He's had a 35% K rate, a 9% walk rate. He has a 305 ERA and a 107 whip. I, I don't know that, like, the chances that he stays in Cincinnati's rotation or, or what his, his role is going to be long term, but definitely an interesting guy to pick up here. So the really, I think the the best news for Abbott is that the Reds have acknowledged that they know they have a minor leagues. <laughs> that exists. Really, that's really good news because for a while there, I wasn't sure if they even realized that they had minor leagues. I I was worried the dumbbell was like De La Cruz, what Christian and Garcia and Strand. I, I, what are you telling me? We have more players? I don't know what you're talking about. They aren't on the starting lineup sheet. <laughs> I think uh, I think Abbott. I mean, honestly, Abbott's been pretty highly touted on. Uh, I think not only I don't think I don't think itch necessarily, but I think uh, like MLB uh, has him like in the top 100. I think some people have. Some people have touted Abbott as like a you know good arm, uh, high, a big prospect arm. Um, so my thoughts on him is like his command looks awful, right? Like it's really <laughs> not like he doesn't look like he has no. good command. He looks like he could potentially like be a big time strikeout guy, which is alluring, obviously. So that's something. Uh, I worry that like the walks. And Great American Small Park mm, could could lead to some trouble, right? Like Abbott could get done in pretty quickly. Like if he puts a couple guys on in his home park, and he's and he was susceptible to uh, homers in AAA this year. Yeah. Not necessarily every year in the minors, but this year he was. Uh, so anyway, I like him. I'm kind of interested in watching him more than I am in. Uh, rostering them? I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't like Cincy for pitchers in general. I think if if anyone, like Hunter Green has shown that, like, he can, you know, uh, work in Cincy and be so good that he can, uh, you know, he can give you so many strikeouts that he can avoid, like, you know, terrible outings, but he still gives up a lot of homers because Cincy's just a bad park. So Hunter Green's even, like, you know, iffy. And Hunter Green's much better than Abbott. I mean, Hunter <laughs> Green's like a, like a, a thousand times better than Abbott. So it's like, do I want to pick up Abbott? You know, potentially, maybe if, you know, if he looks good, like we're recording this uh, Monday afternoon before Abbott uh, pitches. So, I mean, you know, if he looks amazing tonight, maybe in like, 15-team mixed league, sure. Yeah, I could see that. In a 12-team mixed league, picking up a, a rookie Reds pitcher who has command issues? Mm, that sounds that sounds bad, man. <laughs> it does not sound good. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, if you're chasing the upside and you're chasing Ks, I think this, this could be your guy. If, you know, if you're trying to maintain numbers or improve on your ERA whip, there's definitely going to be some blow-ups blow at home. I mean, the good news is that other than the Cardinals, the rest of the division is awful. So at least on the road, you could start him potentially in, in division games. But it, it, again, it's kind of a if what you need and how much room do you have to kind of take the shot on 
on Abbott. I wouldn't say you're dropping anybody that you're putting in your starting rotation every week. It, it's going to be like the guys who have been like nesting on your your bench and you just haven't cut them yet. Like those guys can go. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we're going to talk about Gray's favorite topic in the world, uh, Atlanta starting pitchers. Everybody can go ahead and just drink and get that over with. Um, <laughs> I actually really like this guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. AJ Smith-Scheuer is coming up. 33 innings this year, 45 Ks. He's given up four earned runs across those 33 innings. He's at like a 10-ish percent walk rate, so not a great walk rate for the season on him. All right, Gray. You said you actually kind of like an Atlanta starting pitcher called yeah. up. That's a yeah, well, okay. first time well, ever. First of all, first of all, before you put words in my mouth, I think Spencer <laughs> Strider's like the best pitcher in baseball. Like, yeah, I have no. We, we'd have, have no to go back problem. and see what you said no last problems. year about him. I have no problems <laughs> handing someone their flowers. Okay, yeah. as the kids would say, I will deliver your flowers. Saying? I will. I will deliver them. Those flowers are yours if you're good. And Strider is really good. Now, with uh, Smith Schauber, he looks great, too. I mean, I don't want to put, like, the Strider uh, label on him because that's a, <laughs> that's, that's, a, a, that's a high hurdle. Yeah. The Strider hurdle is a high one. So I don't want to put that on him. But, I mean, he looks amazing. Like, I, I'm, I already grabbed him in uh, – our RCL league, our 12-team mixed league, and that is a pretty shallow league where people really churn a lot of pitchers. And I grabbed him just on the chance that he would take over for Soroka, which it sounds like he will. So I'm really interested in uh, Smith Schauber. I think I think he could potentially be like as good as say. Tanner Beebe has been, which is good. I mean, that's a that's a guy who's probably you know a, a top forty starter, and uh, and he was you know grabbed off of waivers. So that's you know that's definitely that plays in every league. Um, you know, I we don't know how he's going to look when he's uh, you know when he is in the rotation. Obviously, his command is a little wonky too. So there's a chance here. Like you mentioned, his his walk rate isn't great. So there's a chance here that his, you know, there's a potential here for a little bit of blow-ups. Uh, you know, I I like his part better than I like Cincy. I like the Braves to score runs for him more than I like Cincy to score runs, even though, you know, Cincy's not a terrible uh, hitting team. But anyway, I like Smith uh, Schauber. I think, I think there's really great potential here, to be honest. I'm... I'm, I would grab him in just about any league. Like I looked at, I looked for him on waivers in uh, in two leagues that are two daily leagues at least, two leagues that aren't fab. Uh, my my only two leagues that aren't fab. The only two leagues where I could pick him up. I looked for him in both leagues. I grabbed him in one, and he was already rostered in the other league, which is uh, I want to say it's a thirteen team mixed league. I, I don't even know. It's the league changes every year. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I like him. I think he's great. I, I even though he he led to uh, he led to a bunch of people saying I was getting canceled on Twitter. <laughs> just like, what did you do this time? That, well, I said I made a joke because Max Fried is Jewish and Schuster is Jewish. So I said the uh, the Braves uh, rotation was now going to be. Jew, Jew, Smith, Schuster. 
<laughs> and people were like, oh, you're canceled. <laughs> I, I told that to my the, my Jewish family, and they were like, "What? what's cancelable there? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I think people are like offended that I said the word Jew. I don't think, I don't think everybody knows that you are Jewish, so I think that kind yeah, of plays into it as I'm well. Not, I'm not gonna say I'm, I, I mean, I'm not wearing a yarmulke or anything, but... I mean, you like, are. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jew. I don't know. A Jew isn't really a word that shouldn't cancel people. I don't think, but I don't know. I, I, it was such an inno- innocuous joke that it was like, I mean, I told my family, and they were like, "Wait, I don't get it. Why is why would that? Why would you get canceled?" I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. People on Twitter get mad at stuff. I don't know. <laughs> they do just randomly and whenever they decide to. All right, great. We we finished up the the conversation on some call ups. Let's let's don't, jump into a couple other topics here. Um, Josh Jung, number one third baseman on the Player Raider. That's ahead of Yandi, Muncy, uh, Bobby Witt, Devers, who is the only one who seemed like Witt and Devers seem to fit in here, and then Ryan McMahon to round out the top six third baseman. Where is Jung rest of season for you among third basemen? And like, should he, where should he be climbing in, in dynasty ranks right now? He's hitting 294, 343, 518. He's got 12 home runs, a steal. He's got 42, 38 on the runs and RBIs. And the K rate has come down to 24% in May. So like, he's been, he's been doing great, Gray. Yeah. He feels like I, I'm already getting like a, I'm already. Getting Ajita thinking about how I'm going to draft him next year, and he's going to be awful. <laughs> I already feel that coming. I already feel like my heart is starting to get palpitations at Josh Jung being awful next year when I go in on him. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I was actually surprised because, like, you know, you you write up the uh, the outline, and you know, you, you do a good job. <laughs> and I, Appreciate that. And, and you said, and you said the, uh, you know, you said he was the number one third baseman on the player radar. And when I saw that, when I was looking uh, ahead at stuff, I was like, really? Wow! Like I didn't think that. I honestly, and I have Josh John. Like I liked him coming into the year. Actually, I think I have him in that RCL league, in the league we're in together. I'm a big fan of Josh Chung. I was even like, you know, coming into this year, I felt like his value was great. He was, you know, I think he was wrongly considered to be a guy who was going to hit for a uh, a poor average. Like, I don't think he's necessarily like he may not be like right now he's hitting 294, like you mentioned. But I don't think I don't think he's like a 240 hitter either. Like, and maybe 270. That's fine. I mean, 270 is above average at this point in, uh, you know, in baseball. So I, and I think his power is real. The Rangers lineup is so good. The problem is like, you know, the no speed thing really kind of hinders his value where it's like, it's so hard to get like crazy excited for guys who bring no speed whatsoever, because like, if there's no speed, they have nothing to fall back on. Like, you know, like it quickly, if Josh Jung stops hitting homers, he can quickly fall behind guys like, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. or, uh, uh, you know, there's not a lot of steals. <laughs> third base, there's, no. not, there's not a ton of steals in, in, at third base. But, I mean, it's like it's not like it's not necessarily something that's super sustainable. 
like to be the number one third baseman when you don't have any steals whatsoever. Like, you know, I, I mean, I don't think Yandy Diaz is necessarily going to overtake him either. So Josh Jung, I think is a sell to a certain extent, but only in that if you could get like what he's actually doing right now, which I don't think you can get like, honestly, like people are like sell, like so-and-so and unless you're getting his like actual value right now you're not getting you're not you're gonna get ripped off like basically unless you need something else like if you need a pitcher like and you can pull out like you know uh, louis castillo or something then you know great do it uh that's you know apples and oranges but that's a fair trade uh but josh jung where will he be in the second half i mean i want to say He's not going to fall off, I don't think. Like, I think he's, I think he's more or less, like, he's probably, like, Alex Bregman, but with more power. So that's good. I mean, that's a good, that's really good, you know. Alex like, Bregman with trash cans. Yeah, yeah, Alex Bregman with trash cans. There you go. <laughs> uh, would you Would you trade him for for Devers? Mm, yeah, I mean, I you know the Devers thing. <laughs> So I like Devers a lot. I drafted him. He's been somewhat disappointing. Uh, But I think Devers has got like, I mean, he feels a bit like he is so like not necessarily, like the upside doesn't feel like it's there for Devers. Like I I feel like he might've been overdrafted this year. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm cooling on Devers a bit. Like I think, you know, Devers has probably 35 homer. He's got 35 homer power, and he can hit 280, uh, which is, I mean, I think that's basically Josh Jung. So yeah. why why trade, you know, what you have for what you could have potentially, you know? So I don't, I don't mind. Like, you know, I have Devers, like I said. I mean, I don't think he's terrible. I'm just not trading for him with Josh Jung. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. What about uh, his the the only speed component at third base? Would you trade him for Bobby Witt? Yeah, I mean, I would. You know, Bobby Witt. I, I you know, obviously, we know my backstory on Bobby Witt. I wasn't I wasn't in on him in the preseason. I and I think he's being valued where he should be now. Like if he were. Like I said, probably, in, I, I don't remember saying it, but I probably said it in the preseason. Like if Bobby Wood was going around like 25 overall, I would have been in on him. I just felt like, you know, at the end of the first round, it was just too high for Bobby Witt. So I didn't really like hate Bobby Witt. I just felt like he was a little bit overrated. With that said, I would take Bobby Witt for Josh Jung if I needed speed. Because uh, like, you know, his his power might be a little bit less. And his average is going to be less for sure, but he's going to give you so many more uh, steals that if you need steals, that's a good trade-off. Yeah, and I would—I mean, I would almost say that to say for sure that the, the average is going to be lower may not even be necessarily true either, because if we uh, we think that Bobby Witt is like a two fifty, two sixty hitter, and we think that Josh Young is like a two seventy, two eighty hitter. Then, based on what they've they're currently at, like Josh Jung is going to hit for a lower average. He's going to hit like two forty, two fifty for a couple of months at some point, 
And Bobby Wood is going to go through a hot spell where he hits 280, 290 for a couple of months, and that's going to end up at 260 and 270, 280, respectively. So, I mean, even that part of it, I, I think the only place you're going to lose is a little bit of the county numbers on the RBI side, and then, you know, maybe a little bit of power. But, I mean, Witt has 10 home runs when he – I mean, he's kind of like a – he doesn't necessarily launch the ball with a lot of power, but when he hits it, like, he gets his home runs out of there pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, and Witt's – I mean, Witt's better suited to hit in the middle of the lineup. It never made sense for him to hit lead off. I mean – like I said, I don't hate Wit. I think Chung for Wit is totally doable. I mean, that's a, a a trade I would I could see doing. I don't think anyone's doing it though. I don't think people are trading Bobby Wit for Chung. Just I mean, that's just my opinion. Maybe they would. Maybe someone would do that if uh, they felt like they needed more average uh, potentially. I'm I'm trying to see from like the Bobby Wit. Uh, owners, um, you know, perspective. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if someone would take Young, but if they would, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that trade. I think it's a fair trade, though. I don't I don't think it's necessarily like a slam dunk in either direction. Yeah, I agree. I, as a Bobby Witt owner in a lot of leagues, I probably wouldn't take it because again, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer home runs and, and average potentially the rest of the season than than what it looks like so far. And as you mentioned, like the speed makes a difference there. And in a lot of my leagues, I, I actually probably could lose some speed and be fine. I still don't think I'd give up just the overall value straight up. Uh, Jesus Lazardo has gone from a 316 ERA to a 405 ERA after a couple of recent struggles. Uh, two of the last three games have really just got blown his, his numbers up. He's getting behind in counts and not getting over to his breaking ball as much. Um, bullpen's also given up some inherited runners, so it's not all him. Where are you at on Jesus Luzardo? I know it's a guy that we both liked. I, I was uh, I was definitely ringing the bell early in the season. I, I'm still ringing the bell. I, I think it was just a couple of, of outings here, but are you on, on board, or you think there's some, some signs of struggle here? No, I, I mean, I'm on board. I think he's probably a guy who I would actually – I think he's a good buy low. Uh, I think there's some potential here for him to not only bounce back, but to be really good for like the uh, the remainder of the season. He's got, you know, he is probably the only. The, my biggest worry for him is nothing really to do. Like his numbers, like his ERA is is elevated for where I think he could be. Like I think he can come down to like the three. Uh, three range, uh, 3.3 area of ERA. But I, my biggest concern is he may not have like a ton more innings potentially. Like he only threw a hundred innings last year. Uh, he's at, you know, 66 right now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he throws like another 66, maybe 70. But I think at a certain point, you probably they're probably going to pull back on him a little bit, um, you know, especially if they're out of the race, which I'm assuming they will be. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I like Lazardo. I think he, I think he could be much better than he's been, but I don't know how much more innings he's going to really throw. Like he could potentially, he might get shut down in like what are we June? I mean, you might only you might only get like two and a half more months of him. Yeah, it's possible. I think they could potentially go with a six-man rotation when some of their their injured guys come back. I mean, they've got 
Cueto, who's in, just indefinitely on the IL. I don't know if he's coming back <laughs> Trevor, this year at this I point. I think Trevor Rogers is due back. Soon. Trevor Rogers is due back. So, I mean, they could go to a six-man. He can get kind of spread out here and there. And I think their whole rotation, other than Alcantara, probably could use a little bit of extra innings in there because I don't think anybody in their uh, rotation has ever thrown over 150 other than Al- Alcantara, who's – you know, I mean, he's giving innings, but that's about it I mean, at this point. What, what should we call Yuri Perez is going to – I mean, he's probably – my prediction is he gets bumped completely from the rotation when Trevor Rogers comes back. And uh, and Perez goes to either the bullpen or he gets sent down. I mean, he's got like so few innings that I just don't see him really throwing any. <laughs> to be honest, like he might have like another month total of – innings like so we're talking like you know 35 40 yeah not, not much yeah i i think he, he's a buy for me just because the numbers like they like i said they've gone from really pristine to bad over a few starts so if, if somebody's kind of panicking i would go ahead and make that buy velocity looks fine movement looks good um would you have him as a top 30 starting pitcher rest of the season given kind of the innings limitations and and the couple recent blow-ups yeah, okay. yeah, he's still he's still probably top thirty for me. I mean, I don't know if there is a top thirty though. <laughs> there's, so many, there's so many terrible pitchers. I, there's like there's a top ten, and then there's like forty pitchers that are just like ah, it's like oh god, do I have to start this guy? <laughs> but yeah, I think he's top thirty still. Yeah, I mean, even if you're looking at, you know, even just inside the top 10 or just outside the top 10 has not been, you know, impervious to getting blown up. Mitch Keller has had a couple of bad outings recently. Garrett Cole's a little banged up. Uh, Clayton Kershaw's had a couple bad outings. Otani had his first kind of badish outing. So, like, there's been there's been some issues here. Um, moving on, Aaron Judge got the has a toe injury from running into the wall Saturday. You know, as the number one player last year, I just felt like we needed to bring it up. They haven't said if it's serious yet or not. They they said they hope it's not. I, I feel like that gives us no information whatsoever. But Jake Bowers, IKF, uh, Willie Calhoun, and Oswaldo Cabrera was called back up as well. Uh, Bowers and, and IKF, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, has been hitting pretty well recently. And Cabrera got up for like one game and had a hit. So in his one plate appearance, I believe. So where are you at on the Yankees outfield minus Aaron Judge? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably Jake Bowers is – Jake Bowers and IKF, like you mentioned, have been super hot. So I guess they're kind of interesting in, like, daily leagues if they're getting at-bats, but I don't know. And, yeah, I mean, as we record this, we haven't heard yet on Aaron Judge. So, you know, hopefully he's fine. We'll see. Yeah, so just just to keep an eye out, maybe there's a little bit of increased playing time. So if you're looking at outfielders for the temporary situation here, you could actually just look internally in the Yankees situation. Uh, Unlike the next guy we're going to talk about, which is Cedric Mullins, who has former Yankee great Aaron Hicks taking his spot. He just somehow gets a job again, Gray Aaron Hicks. We can't get rid of him. But let's talk about some outfield replacement because I'm not going to tell anybody to go pick pick up Aaron Hicks. I just refuse to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, there is one person in the comments. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name, but someone said Colton Kowser 
uh, could potentially get called up. I don't know. I mean, that that might have been you know someone just talking, hoping. but <laughs> yeah, hope, hoping, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, he should get called up. He should. <laughs> Right? I mean, why why wouldn't he be called up? It's like, what, what do you, like, so many of these teams, like, what are you guys waiting for? It's like, a guy is, a guy's 23 years old tearing up the minors, and tr- tearing up AAA. It's like, what are, you, what are you waiting for, guys? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, so stupid. It's really dumb. Uh, anyway, with that said, uh, yeah, I mean, Eddie Rosario's been hot. Um... Uh, Kiel Badu's been hot. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk about uh, waiver wire pickups in a few uh, at the end of the show. But yeah, I mean, Cedric Mullins' injury stinks. I have him in. Uh, I have him in one league where he was really doing well. Actually, I have I have Cedric Mullins in the same league. I have Cedric Mullins, Jake McCarthy, and uh, Estuari Ruiz, and I'm still only like seventh place for steals. <laughs> <laughs> so many steals like I, I don't know <laughs> anyway yeah we'll talk about pickups later i guess yeah i mean if colton Kowser gets brought up that's definitely a name to, to or a guy to go grab he's got eight home runs five stolen bases he's sitting 347 484 590 across 39 games in triple a this year uh and the reason they may not have called him up to this point was he was dealing with a little bit of quad injury over the last couple of weeks so Maybe after he gets uh, acclimated, we'll we'll get to see him up in Baltimore. But that's just a that's just a hope and a prayer at this point. I mean, fingers crossed, but I, I'm not expecting it. Now, an outfielder that uh, you know it might have been better for him to stay on the IL for the sake of my teams has been Michael Harris. He continues to struggle. 37 games. He's got two home runs, five stolen bases, but he's hitting 168, 254. I mean, all the numbers kind of look in line with last year, Gray, uh, except for the BABIP, which is 212 versus 361, and the home run, the fly ball, which has gone from 22.9% to 6.9%. Do I need to panic? Did you draft draft Sandy Alcantara? No. Why would would Uh, I draft Sandy Alcantara? No, because I'm realizing, because you love Bobby Wood Jr., you hate Bo Bichette, you you, you drafted (laughs) Michael Harris the second. All the guys I hate, you draft somehow. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how this happened. I thought we were like on the same page. Every time I say something, you're like, yeah, that makes sense, Gray. But then I think going on in the back of your head, you're like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> well, if I gave you all my opinion, this would be a three-hour show, Gray. I, we have to move it along at some point. <laughs> Are you patronizing me? <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Like I said, Michael Harris II was overrated. I, you know, I totally stand by that call. Obviously, no, I stand by all my calls, even the wrong ones. But this one was really right. I mean, it was really, really right on Michael Harris II. I saw this coming a mile away, man. Like he, he hit so many, like just ground balls and like. I mean, just like a ton of ground balls. It's just like, it's so many. It was really a concern. And then like, you know, the strikeout rate was high. I think I, I forget now, like which players, I want to say it was like, (laughs) like two players in like the last 40 years uh, had a uh, K rate that was as bad as his and hit 297. Like he, 
he really had like a lucky year last year. Like he had 297. It was luck based. I mean, it really was. Like he is a fast guy, so his Babbitt should be higher than you know 212 where it is. So I could see a correction, and I could see him maybe getting up to like 230 potentially. But he's not a good he's not a good average bet because he he's hit so many ground balls and. He's a guy who strikes out a decent amount, not a ton. Like he's not like a, a 40% strikeout rate guy. Like, don't get me wrong. And he has speed. So there's some value there. Like I'm getting comments now on Rasbo about, you know, people who want to just drop him outright. And in a 10 team mixed league, I mean, he's batting ninth. I don't, I, I mean, if you have better options in the 10 team mixed league, I say go for it. In most leagues, I would try and be more patient, but, you know, because he should be better. Like, I don't think, like, this is the end of his career. Like, I don't think he's going to get, like, sent to the minors and just be totally done-done. But that possibility is on the table now, and it wasn't even on the table before. So, I, I mean, I still like him. I'm pretty, I mean, now he needs to turn his career, he needs to turn his season around before things get even worse than they are. Um, hopefully that happens. So, and because he's got power and speed, I want I I want to be opposed to a buy low, but it would be really low. Like I would be I would be ripping off the uh, the Michael Harris the second uh, person who had him. So yeah, I mean, hope for the best. I I I saw this coming though, man. I, I can't believe you. You just everything I say. You, oh my god! Right now you're not even listening to me. You've muted me. I see you. <laughs> no, I, I just I've just tuned you out because you're you're trashing my boy Michael Harris. Which, by the way, if you look at his numbers and compare them to your boy Bo Bichette from his first time up in the majors, oh, no. really oh, eerily no, no. close. No, no, really no. eerily close there, Gray. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say on that topic. Okay, that that's what I had to say about that. Um, and by the way, Bo Bichette of like Christian Yelich launch angle right now. Let's let's uh, let's not get too crazy. Okay, I think Michael Harris is a great buy low. He's got a terrible BABIP. The home run the fly ball is ridiculous. Like a seven, twenty three percent probably was high. That's definitely high for him. But like seven percent is low. He everything is in line. Like the exit velocity, barrel rate, hard hit rate. Line drive, fly ball, ground ball is actually down. The other thing that's maybe up a little bit is first strike rate. He's, he might be reaching a little bit now that he's, he's struggling and trying to get those first pitch fastballs. That's kind of the issue is like he destroyed every fastball last year. Right now it's just not it's just not happening. So I think this is a buy low. I, I do think you can buy him very low right now. And I do think there's still every bit of what I thought he was going to do left out there at some point, Gray. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I do think he can get better. I just, I, I, I would just, you know, I, I, I would put it in, you know, my, my, my trades that I would offer for him would be like, you know, I'd be like, well, you know, I'll trade you a closer for him. Like, you know, cause people in the comments yeah. are frustrated for my, oh, I get it. Yeah, I mean they're 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 ready. people are ready to cut bait, so you could probably buy really low. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can, and I think it's worth it. 
Uh, now, until he gets turned around, he is going to continue to hit at the bottom of the lineup. So that's that's really an issue. But other than that, I think it's going to get turned around. And then once it does, then he has the possibility to move up and, and kind of find more at-bats as well. The injury to start the season has just got him off of, on a bad start. Justice Steele injury, he's got a left forearm strain. One of the only starting pitchers that we thought we could trust, at least until the innings, ran out. Uh, Hayden Wesneski, Ben Brown, uh, maybe maybe Kelly, Caleb Killian, although he's been pretty awful down in the minors, are some of kind of the, the fillers we're looking at here. Are you interested in any of the Cubs rotation pieces? No. Okay. No. I mean, I know only I'm interested in everyone, but, uh, you know, Wes, Wesneski, I guess if he pitches well, in the majors, I, I mean, I could I could loosen up my not interested into you know mildly interested, but you know for now well, I'm not really interested in, in not in mixed leagues at least. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. I don't know that any of them warrant mixed league. Maybe Ben Brown. If Ben Brown gets called up, he could have K's kind of in the way that we were we were talking about earlier, where like you're gonna have to deal with some some kind of in an Andrew Abbott way with like where you're gonna have to deal with some blow ups. And uh, I don't, I don't necessarily know that he's on the level of Andrew Abbott, but like, there's going to be strikeouts. I, I believe he has that ability. So that would be the only potential interesting pickup here. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez has a finger injury, a ruptured A4 pulley in his left index finger. I didn't know we had pulleys in our left index finger. Uh, I guess that makes sense, but he's out at least six weeks, probably my, longer. Uh, my, actually, my my uncle has a uh, pulley, and, and and when you pull it, he farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long have you been falling for that one, Greg? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Since> a kid. <laughs> I, you know, I looked up. Uh, I know what you're going to say because uh, I read the outline. Uh, <laughs> you're you're wondering who's going to take over Edward uh, Eduardo Rodriguez's spot. Um, you know, I looked at the Tigers' uh, draft picks for the last twenty years. I wasn't, I wasn't super impressed. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest. They haven't had the best draft. No, no. Mark Appel was know, not a good starting maybe, point, and it's gone bad since then. Decade or two, like their last good starter that they drafted is already retired. <laughs> that was Rick Porcello. Like it's like, uh. I mean, they drafted. Verlander, but like Jesus, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, he's practically in the Hall of Fame already. I mean, it's like they're yeah. I mean, they really don't have anyone. I you know Reese Olson looked kind of interesting in his first start, but his minor league numbers don't look good at all. So I, I would be I would be real hesitant about picking him up. But yeah, I don't I don't think I know. You were about to ask who's taking over for Edward Rodriguez, and I don't think anyone is. I don't know. Man. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, no disrespect to the Tigers, but you know, maybe fire your scouts. I don't know. <laughs> fire the scouts. Fire the injury people. Um, I mean, they've got so many people on the IL right now. They've got uh, Fiedo, Manning, Mai, Scoobal. Eduardo Turnbull, uh, Brisk, like that's yeah. that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And those are all and those are all guys who are supposed to be good. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Casey Mize, 
it's supposed to be good for like the last four years. Like, you know, uh, Matt Manning supposed to be good. Um, where's that? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they're all injured anyway, so it doesn't even matter. All right, moving on to another, you know, vacant spot in a rotation. Chris Sale is going on the IL with shoulder inflammation. I think they might have said, or there's speculation it's Cutter Crawford, but there's Kluber and Pavetta in the bullpen, so it could kind of be a mix here in Boston. Are you interested in any of those guys? No. Okay. No. I mean, AL only, sure. Cutter, Cutter Crawford, I, I think Cutter Crawford's probably more interesting as a – he's a, a potential streamer for, like, a 12-team mixed league. Uh, he needs to have, like – you know, he needs to work up his innings. So, like, you don't really want to stream a guy who's only going to go four innings, for instance. Uh, so he's got to work up his innings. And, you know, maybe we'll come back to Cutter Crawford – in like a couple weeks, if you know Sale's still out and Crawford's in the rotation, then he might potentially get on twelve-team uh, mixed league uh, radars. But right now, it's he's not there yet. Yeah, and I, I almost wonder if they don't want to mess with Pavetta since he's actually been not. I mean, he's actually been pretty solid as a reliever and as a starter. He's just a gigantic bomb that you drop on the field and lose <laughs> games. <laughs> Like the it's yeah it's the first time that Pavetta's ever been in the same sentence as solid. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean I I'd probably leave him where he is since he has been he has been solid for the first time ever. All right, going over to their rival. Nistico. By the way, I just looked up Pavetta's stats. He has a five plus ERA for his career. I mean, it's like. It's not a it's not a small sample size either. It's like eight hundred innings. He keeps getting paid somehow. Like people know, keep paying eight, him. Eight hundred innings, four like, or five ERAs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. We can you know that's what we're here. We're here to complain about some of the terrible pitchers at times. Uh, moving over to the Red Sox rivals, the Yankees. Nestor Cortez has maybe going to the IL. They're not sure. I would guess it would be Johnny Brito that comes up and takes his spot while he goes to the IL. I would be interested in Brito if he goes back in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, potentially I could see that. I could see, you know, because, you know, I mean, he's probably a streamer. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't get the K's to stay on the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see potentially being interested as a, a streamer, but yeah, I mean, it's not, He's not like super wildly interesting. Like, like, like I don't see him as like AJ Smith uh, Shaver or something. Like, it's you know, it, it could be okay. Um, I you know, the Nestor Cortez thing brings up a interesting point of like, at what point was he terrible? <laughs> at what point? <laughs> at what point during his reign of being terrible was he obviously injured or? Is he not injured? And they're just saying, like, you're terrible. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg. It's like, are you terrible or are you injured or are you terrible because you're injured? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard to say. Oh, all a mix of, of, of terrible is what I heard. I just I just kept hearing <laughs> terrible over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, moving on, let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about the bullpen news here. Um, Justin Lawrence for the Rockies has gotten a couple of saves here in the last week. Do we think he's taking this 
this kind of committee over? Is he just jumping into uh, the mess that is the Rockies committee? Where are you at on, on him? I, I actually grabbed him in a couple weeks for like next to nothing. Yeah, yeah, so did I. I I picked him up in pretty deep leagues for like nothing. Like yeah. I mean his numbers look fine. And if that's who Bud Black is going to for saves, like I don't know why he's going to him. Like I'll say <laughs> I'll say that. Like I like I can't figure out the reason necessarily. Like Daniel Bard's been great since he returned like i don't know like is bud black like punishing him because he's like oh you're out for anxiety like oh i'm punishing you for that like i don't like i don't or like something else going on there i don't know i'm actually my family not my family but my wife's family is friends with uh, daniel bard's family which is you know they and they someone could be listening from his family um anyway uh, Jer- Justin Lawrence looks fine. I mean, I grabbed him. I I think he looks good. I don't know. I don't know why Bard hasn't taken over the ninth again. I mean, maybe I could have uh, Coogs reach out to someone <laughs> in the family and be like, does he not want to pitch the ninth? I don't know. I, I mean, I honestly have no clue. I, I I think Justin Lawrence though is the guy. Like I. Pierce Johnson was awful for like three weeks. Like he is completely not the guy. <laughs> like you can, everyone can lose him in every league. Like he looks bad. Um, Justin Lawrence has looked good. So yeah, I would. And you know, like as far as Bard goes, it's like the Rockies aren't good enough for me to speculate on a, a setup man. So I would just pick up Justin Lawrence and be done with the whole situation. Yeah, until, you know, something else happens and, and Bud goes off in, in some other yeah. random direction. Um, yeah, I mean, Pierce Johnson was, was not the the answer for that one. So that that one we can move on from. Now, a guy that we kind of we kind of mentioned as maybe being droppable in some leagues was Clay Holmes, who had fallen out of the, the saves opportunities here. But he is he's gotten a couple... As uh, over this last week, has he gotten his job back, Gray, or, or are we just just still guessing week yeah. to week with the Yankees? I think it's still going to be a committee for right now, but Clay Holmes, like, he looks as good as he looked last year yeah. again. Like, he's fine. Like, he should get the job back. Like, I don't know why... You know, sometimes managers get it in their heads. They're like, oh, he's successful in the eighth inning, so we're going to keep throwing him in the eighth. Like, uh, okay, whatever that means. I don't, You know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But like you said, I mean, he's gotten some saves, so he's probably worth picking up again in shallower leagues. In, like, shallower than 12-team, mm, I think that's too shallow. I think 10-team is probably too shallow at this point for Clay Holmes. But a 12-team mixed league, yeah, I can see it there. I've moved him. For a while, I moved him out of my starting lineup in some weekly leagues, uh, deeper deeper leagues where I held on to him, and I've moved him back into my lineup now. I, I think he's probably at least, if he's not the number one option, he's at least like 1A and – Michael King and Wandy Peralta are, are like a committee of one B. So I think I think Clay Holmes is the first one, and then the other two. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's it's going to be a bit of a mess, but it seems like Holmes is regaining his job. And since he's had it before, you would think there wouldn't really be a hesitation to, to necessarily move him back there. I mean, they just used the hell out of him and Michael King last year. They just obliterated their arms. Uh, so there really wasn't a question as to why they struggled, at least not in my mind. Um, and you should have, like, uh, you know, right now... Uh, I'm on the my the WGA is on strike. I went out and uh, picketed. Anyway, um, it's a uh, somewhat related. They should have like middle reliever uh, unions because <laughs> <laughs> like middle relievers they abuse these guys, man. Oh they're yeah. Just like like when a guy is going good, they're like, well, you can throw eighty innings this year every second, <laughs> like three times <laughs> in three days, like. <laughs> Like, oh, my, like, you've got a feel for, like, the shoulder and the elbow of some of these middle relievers. Like, they are, they are just so abused that, like, and, I mean, I kind of understand it from the team perspective. It's like, Clay Holmes, you know, if something happens to Clay Holmes, you go out and get, like, a Cano from, like, the Oreos or something. Like, it's like there's so many middle relievers. It's like, you know, you just you just develop another one. You just go out and grab a middle reliever from somewhere else. Unfortunately, that's why I'm saying they should unionize. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Next. Yeah, I mean, you know, got to set some boundaries and some ground rules there upon usage. Uh, at least get paid a little bit, you know. I mean, then they do the, the whole, like, you can't close because we don't want to – we don't want to boost your arbitration numbers like that. Like closing should matter in that at all. I know. And also <laughs> like they abuse them so much that it's like by the time they're ready to get a contract, their arm is like in a bucket somewhere. And it's like, oh, crap, I left my arm in the bucket in my car. Can I go get it? Like, <laughs> dude, you should have your arm attached to your body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is a closer changing news, but Andres Munoz kind of was the closer to begin the season with Seattle. It was like him and, and Sewold going back and forth. Since then, Paul Sewold's been very, very solid, uh, you know, doing his, his job as the Mariners' closer. Do you think there's any kind of potential for a Munoz-Sewold committee again? Are you picking up Andres Munoz in deeper leagues to speculate, even maybe even shallow leagues if you're chasing saves? Yeah, maybe. If you're chasing save, sure, I could see it. But I think it's Seawold like 80-20 at worst right now. I mean, these things change quickly. So Seawold was to have like a rough, you know, game or two, then maybe that changes. But right now, I, I think it's probably Seawold's job, uh, more or less, like 80-20. Uh Maybe even 85-15. So, yeah, I, I think Seawold's still fine. But, it, you know, obviously it could change. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you could actually potentially trade Seawold for maybe a little bit more safe closer at this point, that might be something worth exploring as, as just an option. Or if you have saves, trade them for a piece that you need and, you know, try and grab your save. Just maintain where you are within saves. Um, all right, great. Let's talk about some pickups, and, and really we can just look at kind of what happened last week on the hitter side because there was all sorts of guys who kind of randomly went off last week, whether you believe in them or not. Yeah, no, completely. Like Eddie Rosario had like the best week uh, since like 2019. <laughs> I forget when Rosario was good. I think it was 2019 he was good. The bouncing um, ball year, that um, seems right. Uh, 
bit me too because like uh, the main event team that Donkey and I are co-managing, Donkey was like, "Let's pick up Eddie Rosario," and I was like, "No, uh, Ronan or or Door." Anyway, Odor was fine, but Rosario would have been the pickup. Um, okay, so anyway, yeah, uh, Eddie Rosario's been hot. Jake Bowers, we mentioned already. Spencer Steer's been great. Tommy Pham has been hot. I don't know what his playing time's going to be like. Uh, Jake Freely has been so good. I mean, what was it? I think he had like three steals on Saturday, homer on a homer and three steals, and then he followed that with another homer, I think, on Sunday. So Jake Freely has been great. Uh, Romy Gonzalez out of nowhere had like three straight games with a homer. Um, Chris Taylor has been good. Jake McCarthy has been stealing everything. Like I was watching the, uh, the Diamondbacks game on Sunday and Jake McCarthy just got on first. And it was like before you knew he was on third. Like he's running, which is great for us. I mean, it's good for our game. So, yeah, Jake McCarthy, if you need uh, steals. Um, Mark Kenha, uh, again, back to the, the Mets. I don't know what their playing time is going to be like, but he's been hot. And Taylor Ward finally looks like Taylor Ward might be coming out of that early season slump. Yeah, possibly coming around as, as he gets it together there. So that's nice to see. Uh, on the pitching side, if you're looking for some possible streamers, uh, Brian Bayo is actually already going. He already went today, uh, but he's got another matchup at Yankees. It's not really a, a ideal matchup, but it was a two-start week. Tampa Bay at New York. So if you had the guts to start him, you you at least got one solid outing in the way, and hopefully <laughs> at New York. Hopefully they're without Judge still, because that'll help uh, a lot. You had to throw in – you had the guts to start him. Okay, B-Don, you know <laughs> I benched him today. I mean, you know it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, why I said it, Gray. That's what it's <laughs> what I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> Dean Kramer goes uh, at Milwaukee. Not the greatest park to go, but the the Brewers are not exactly a scary offense. Um, looking at, uh, I mean, Brady Singer at Baltimore. You could potentially go there. Adrian Hauser's actually been pretty good coming out of the bullpen into the starters role. He's got Oakland this week, so Oakland, as we mentioned last week. You get a start against Oakland. Go ahead and run them out there. Actually, my my brother in law, my brother in law was in town this week, uh, but he brought up a good point. He asked me. I don't. I'm not really a gambler, but he was saying to me, "Is like, why don't we just bet the A's? I mean, bet the A's to lose like every game? Isn't that isn't that smart?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I think that that does make sense to me. I don't I don't know. You don't win anything. That's why you don't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that was. I think that was what we came down to because he was like." I think you probably have to bet $300 to win a dollar. Yep, that's about where their line is these days. So, yeah. fortunately, not a lot of money to be made on, on the A's being awful. Everybody everybody sees it in uh, Vegas. Yeah. Vegas sees yeah. all. Oh, well. Um, Granky goes at Miami, Tywin Walker, Detroit. Um, Kyle Gibson has, has been good as well. You can look at him. Um, there's there's a few names. If you, if you have other names that you're looking at for start – Potential spot starts, you can always ask myself or Gray. I am on Twitter at RazBeatOn. Gray is the at RazBall account. Listen, subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen to this podcast, or if you watch us on YouTube.com slash RazBallFantasy, do the same out there. We'll answer your questions in the comments there as well. Gray's always answering comments in his articles, as you all know. Till next week, Gray, have a good one. All right, lates.